Ashton, I want to give you a little bit of advice. If a man ever comes up to you and says he has a quarter in his pocket, never go in and grab it. Why are you telling me this? You want a quarter? Roll the intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bitcade. This is a brand spanking new episode of Bitcade, and uh, yeah, episode 33, 33 episodes of Bitcade that have ever been in the ether up to this date, up to the first episode in 2020 now. We're in 2020. Can you believe it? Started in 2016. Well, I you didn't. But you, you you joined pretty early on. Was it 2017 that you started? I don't know. Primal Target, yeah. 2016 is when Primal Target started. But we're in 2020 now, so we're moving on. We're getting Amen. some years under the belt. We've done three PAXs. We've done all sorts of stuff. But that's not what this episode's about. This episode is mainly going to be talking about three topics just like normal and the bits this month or this episode is alienware versus nintendo Ooh. some ces news happened here early in january so we're going to talk about that the pt awards yes the coveted pt awards um you know we we reach out a lot of news outlets reach out to us to really get that in there but we decided to push it prolong it make the the, your, your mouth salivate for the substance that is the PT Awards, but we'll get to that later on. Okay. And then we <laughs> will be talking about Game of the Decade, and we'll explain all of that later on. But first, our first topic is going to be Alienware versus Nintendo. Ashton, why don't you introduce what's going on in this first bit? Uh yeah, so at CES, I don't know the exact date when that was. Um, oh, it was this last week. Just this CES last week. date? Do you know the exact date of CES? First week of January. Cool. That's, that's what that's we're gonna go with. That's good enough for us. Yeah. Um, so basically, if you guys don't know what CES says, it's basically a tech conference of just consumer all... electronic expo. Yeah, so basically a tech conference, uh, showcase of new technology CES. and stuff. Consumer not knowledge. just not just games and stuff, but uh, also show. like <laughs> it's a consumer electronic show. Anyway, sorry, it's an expo for tech. <laughs> yes, not specific to games, but yes. can involve games uh, and consoles and shit. So Alienware, uh, they announced that they are working on a. Basically, a, their version of a Nintendo Switch, but yeah. it's basically going to be a mini PC. Uh, so you're able to use all that Windows libraries that there are, like Origin, Steam, etc. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it's looking pretty interesting. You know, they showed off their prototype of kind of what it's capable of at the moment, uh, but no news on like a release date um, or, I guess, really what they're planning to do with it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's. Right now, the the name that they're going with is the Alienware UFO. It's like the UFO is the sort of the name that they're going to keep going with the the project name, Project UFO. And uh, yeah, like you were saying, it, it's it's just mainly a prototype. Um, and uh, I think that it's maybe a little bit because a lot of people uh, are relating this to the Nintendo Switch, which is where Nintendo yeah. kind of steps in here. And uh, there's actually rumor that Nintendo after this announcement is now stepping up and maybe 
trying to put out the this upgraded uh, an upgraded version of the Nintendo Switch, more of a Switch 1.5 yeah. that we were talking about last year, sooner rather than later since Alienware's Which is really was. interesting to see if if that is true. Let's say it is true. We don't know, but let's say it is for the sake of argument. Um, it is really interesting is yep. that they have never really tried to compete with anybody on any level. They just always have done their well, no own thing. No one's ever thing. attacked them, right. really. This this seems more of a, yeah, the, the fact that a, now Nintendo Nintendo's just having like to play thing. a little defense now. Yeah. They gotta, they, now they someone's can't. coming up on their territory. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we are the hybrid console. Now this these fucks are trying to come in here and fuck up our shit. Yeah. Which is good. That's now, great. Now we do <laughs> got to reiterate this is a prototype, not a thing right. coming out later this year. Um this th- probably wouldn't Yeah, probably not for a couple of years, I don't probably think. Probably not, but I mean there's uh I was I was reading the Forbes uh article about this specific thing is where I got most of all the information that I know. Uh but I guess it it does make sense if this is what's going to happen. Since all of the the attention got pulled over to Alienware this this year, uh, because that was mainly the thing. It was that the dumb PlayStation logo that got revealed, oh my and God. a Sony car. That was mainly like the big three things that came out of CES that everyone kind of talked about. But Alienware's thing was light years ahead of these other things in the sense of being rumored, milled, and talked about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's what are the what are the rumored specs or the specs that they're trying to reach? So. I guess. So there's no date and there's no price point yet. So there's the, we're getting those right out of the gate. I know I've been looking and trying to find wh- if there is that kind of stuff. There isn't. There's no date, no price of something that like this would cost. Has detachable controllers, which is where a lot of people are driving this whole Switch shape. It looks like a Switch, talks like a shit, a Switch, <laughs> not shit. It has the shit. It don't look like the shit though. <laughs> nah, it almost looks like an uh, like a polygonal version of a Switch. Yeah, the screen is a little weird shaped. Yeah. Um which talking about the screen, 1200p is the resolution that they're going to aim yeah, for. Yeah, kind of a weird one because it's not a 16 by 9. It's it's angled, isn't it? It's more like a... Yeah, that and also it's just like... It's more like a hexagon. Yeah, but I mean there was... The, you know, 900p was something that's been kicked around as well. So resolutions kind of like vary now. I, I think it's more of what people now worry about is... A, is it at least HD? This would qualify in the HD realm. What are the frame rates is also another question that a lot of people start to yeah. know, especially that PC community. 30 to 50 frames is what they were clocking in at when they were playing like Mortal Kombat and F1 2020 or 2019 they were playing. They were playing a couple different games. There's a whole, you know, r- fit articles written about all the games which that is, were there demoed. Which is weird. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's what they're getting right now with the yes, prototype, yes. not what they're going to be shooting for. Probably. Because probably. right now the Switch already... Out- Beats it out with frame rate for first party titles is 60 frames. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's at 1080, might but be it's not at 1080p. Yeah, the Switch yeah. does not allow you to do 1080p Unless on it's the docked. screen. Yeah. And that is, and then speaking of docked, a lot of people wondering, well, can I play this? Can I hook a monitor up to this thing? Can I hook a keyboard, a mouse? Because obviously, what if I want to play like League of Legends on here? Supposedly, you can do that because this is running, like you were just saying, running all of the origin and the steams yeah. and the things like that but it is a fully windows 10 operating system yeah. it doesn't so theoretically in a perfect world you should be able to download games that require you to do pc or like mouse and keyboard or if your preference to that 
And they do say that you can do that. Uh, you just connect it by USB-C is oh, okay. how it works. Uh, I, I'm assuming they, they didn't say there is an HDMI port on it, but there is like a dis- you, that you are able to do that. So I don't know if that all runs through the USB-C. That might be what it is. Um, so you know how the Nintendo Switch has the little kickstand? Yes. This also does that. But instead of the kickstand being this little flimsy thing, they, they do it really weird. So I'm gonna I'm gonna show it on the video. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, I'll let you explain this because I don't know really how to explain this. So let's say, let's say this this notebook is the device, right? You're holding it like I'm facing it to you. So the way that the the thing works is you actually like uh, so like this is this is the front of it. You take it and you pull it like this, and it sits like that. So it would sit kind of like this. Man? Yeah, it do doesn't. Mean? It doesn't go like this. Is the kick sta- like a bridge, like an A? It like kicks it out from beneath it to do so it, like it this. So it sits on itself. Yes. So it sits like that. It sits like that. It does it have like prongs connecting it here though? No. No. It's like a mesh sort of weird design of it, but it sits kind of like... Oh, interesting. Like if you were... Like one of those ultra books that you flip, it kind of sits like that. So yeah, that's kind of... Weird. Yeah, that's their whole... Is that kind of how like the Service Pro does their thing? The Service Pro doesn't do that. It has a kickstand. Oh, it has a kickstand. Yeah, it has a little TP10. It's kind of like... uh, The best way I can explain it is... Think of like... For those of you who are familiar with like the Elgato Stream Deck, where it has its, um, its own dock, but... It like folds back, and then it has prongs that it lays on, so it's kind of supporting you get to choose which level it's at. But instead of those prongs, it will just—they just don't exist. Yeah, There's it just like supports no prongs. itself. It just supports itself. I it's, really don't know how else to. I mean, obviously, you're gonna see the image of the of the UFO on here, but other than like when it's actually laying out, it it is it does do what the switch does. It just has a a unique way of doing it of, of propping itself up. Um, what else they got? Oh, they also mentioned that the processing power on board is that uh, greater than a average notebook that's currently on the market right now. So it's better than an average notebook. Like you would just get like a Dell Inspiron. It, uh, Inspiron, Dell Inspiron are notebooks, right? Correct? Yeah. Yes. So it, old, uh, you got the Chromebooks, you got the Ultrabooks, you got the notebooks. It's like a regular laptop. Um but not a gaming laptop. They didn't specify that. They just said a normal average notebook. So, but even then, like even modern day, you don't day, expect to have a gaming PC and a little tiny. Yeah, but square, even even so. like modern day, like Dell Inspirons. I'm I'm referencing Dell because Dell owns Alienware. Uh, that they run pretty well, and then they have pretty decent graphics cards in them. Now, if you want to get like 1060s, 1070s, and 80s, and 28, you know. 20-somethings and whatever, you got to get an Alienware laptop. But, you know, the Inspirons actually run pretty well. I mean, I had an Inspiron for a really long time, and you could run pretty decent games at 1080p, 30 frames. So that seems to be, like, what they're aiming for. And as long as they can hit 1080, 30 frames, not having to be plugged in, and you can play it anywhere you want, they essentially beat the Switch right there. Well, yeah, but yes, but no. And the reason I say is they only have a prototype right now, which means they're probably not going to have it out for at least a year, more likely two years. And by then, the industry standard is going to be changed. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, as of right now, if it was to go out versus a Nintendo Switch, it's kind of leaning more towards Alienware. Well, not... 
Yes and no. In features, yes. Mm. In, in availability, absolutely. But if you're looking at just the strict specs, what it can actually do, the Switch is still going to beat it because because of the docked mode. Yeah, the first part, well, when it compares to like first party games, that would beat that in terms yes. of performance. Like when you yeah. play like a Mario Odyssey or a, a Breath, Breath of the Wild, Wild you, you get which those actually we've talked about that before, but you know, <laughs> yeah. their frames are not always 60, let's just say that. Now they do say that the the chip that's inside it is going to either Now they did specify Intel and AMD, so you might get a choice depending on your preference here. Oh, uh, different models then? But it says it's going to run on the next-gen Intel slash AMD mobile platform oh, stuff. So it's so those chips that they... No, 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 not dual. It's just... you. I think you could choose either of an Intel or an AMD, but it's going to be on their like mobile scales, so not like a full-on chip. I don't really know... I, I don't think you'll be able to probably edit a video on here, but you'll be able to play some video games that are probably unobtainable any other means of than this device interesting um okay let's see eight inch display now you had looked up the switch's display uh yeah which i think is like six inches maybe a little bit um 6.2 inches 6.2 inches so this thing's gonna be a little bit bigger in, the, in which so i it's like definitely so. not fit in your pocket that's the other thing because switch don't fit in my pocket barely fits in my back pocket <laughs> so um so that's the other deal. Shouldn't be having your switch in a pocket anyway. <laughs> no, no. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta throw it in the back though. Uh, <laughs> throw it in the back. Let's see here. Uh, it does have an onboard battery, and it does run Bluetooth. Uh, and then yeah, kickstand that folds underneath it. Full Windows 10, runs Steam and uh, other PC libraries like you were saying. But that's pretty much the main gist of it. Uh, what do you think of it so far? Let's let's not compare it to the Switch. <clears throat> for right now. For right now. What do you think I of mean, it it's... so far if all sunshine and rainbows this thing actually came out tomorrow? I mean it's industry standard. I it's so my issue with it is that if it were to launch as is, like it's getting thirty two fifty frames and at twelve hundred you know, it's it's running H D. Mm -hmm. Uh it's not future proofing itself and we're now we're coming to an end of an era and for something like this to just kinda come out with the current industry standard when the game is literally about to change mm -hmm. within the next year or two, you know, you're going to end up being sorry that you bought it because they're just probably going to come out with a new version that's going to be part of the new industry standards. You know, probably be closer to 4K or a more reliable 60 frames per second. Um, I I don't see the point of releasing it as is. I, I really don't. Okay. It's, you know, people have already, whoever was going to get something like this has already got it. Yeah, it already has a Switch. And, like, the only... You still can't get... I don't think you can... Yeah, because you can only play those Nintendo games from the Switch and their own consoles that it's all, like... Yeah. Because, yeah. You have it, a PC it, it, already. Yeah, but you don't get to... Like, I can't play The Witcher... Well, okay, I can't play The Witcher on, I guess. Uh, let's say Mass Effect. Let's say Mass Effect. If I want to play all three of the Mass Effect games... I can't play that on my Switch. I can only play it on my my sure. alien or my UFO. I, I, I get the I get the the convenience of yeah. it. You know, it's the same model as you know the Switch. I mean, I know we're not trying to compare it to the Switch, but yeah. it's it's the same reason you would get that, and is to play those games on the go and at home. You can just play them whenever the hell you want, and that's where the industry is going. So it's super cool. It's the gimmick. Another, okay. yeah, it is. It, it is the gimmick, but it's a really good one. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I don't know. To me, 
I like that they are jumping into it. They are a little late in the game. If they're going to be releasing something with that amount of power, they need to release something a little bit better. Um, I understand it's a prototype. I'm not shitting on it. I want them to be really, really good so it pushes... So that way Nintendo has a competitor, finally, because they they just started with online like a year or two ago. That's true. They That's just true. got on that. They need somebody to push them, and who better than fucking Alienware to throw some fucking clean-looking sh- shit together and get you playing your PC games on the go? I mean... Yeah, I definitely agree with the whole... I, I, am, I am all for this to be like the next step uh i'm always i'm i'm very happy that there's competition when because right now when you think of brands that battle each other you think of like coca-cola and pepsi or uh you know disney and universal or xbox and playstation and I guess Nintendo. Like, it kind of doesn't get Nintendo in there. Nintendo is kind it's of its own thing. PlayStation versus Xbox. It's, yeah. it, people that have Switches have one of the other console, or if not all three. So the fact that Alienware is deciding that they're going to choose to do this, apparently they've been working on this for years. And the fact that the Switch came out the way that it looks is just ironic, or uh, not really ironic. The um, It's, uh, what's the word for it? Um... It just kind of happened. It just it, it wasn't what they thought they were going to do, but it kind of just happened to be looking the same way. Uh, th- there was a, like a while back when the Switch was actually getting announced, PlayStation even came out with an idea that kind of looked like the Switch, but it just wasn't. It was, And they had been working on it for years as well. So I think everyone was kind of revolving around this rectangular sort of console to get to where, because it, it's more logical to play this, the Vita, the PSP, they all look the same. To make it that much bigger, you need to make the screen a rectangle, and then adjusting these controllers adds right. this more versatile sort of connection to it. And who knows, maybe there was some stuff that they looked at the Switch after it came out, and they were like, oh, it kind of looks like ours. Maybe we should think about how we do this thing now. Uh, yeah, the gimmick of, hey, Let's play Steam games on a console. Not a new idea, especially towards Alienware, who tried to make a Steam box, and they were actually like the front runners of designing Steam boxes, and that flopped. That whole idea didn't work, And but I think that really what this, this kind of changes is the fact that this is going to be a PC. This is a full-running, operating Windows 10 PC, that's in this portable little Raspberry Pi case of themselves to get them to do it this, you know, on this portable sort of thing. And uh, I was listening to, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and they all kind of hit this one on the head of eventually, you know, our, our future is a device that connects to a display. Like we will have our device, but the future is connecting to a display. And so, like, your phones do that right now. You have a Chromecast, you can cast it. You have an Apple TV, you can do that exactly. You don't need to have an Xbox One or a PS4, especially with, let's use Stadia as an example, to even play games. You don't even need to play big AAA games. You don't need a console anymore. Like, that's kind of where we're stepping. And now, me goofing around with Stadia for the last two months and whatever... It works. It does legitimately work. And that's a whole topic we can talk about later. But the fact that 
Alienware is going to step in, try to do a device that does do this, I think going back to what you're saying, yes, it, it, it helps this growing pattern, just like how we talked about a couple episodes with Mixer and Twitch. It, it's only going to be making each other better because one's going to make one thing and they're like, oh, yeah, we need to do that better because we're going to lose sales if we don't change that. Right. So I don't know. Like one thing that does get me is in the prototype, I get how, you know, their aesthetic is kind of more like angular and kind of I think compact. the screen's going to be a rectangle the, eventually, but yeah. yes, it does look but it has I was, this weird black bar that kind of makes it look I was more going to be talking about like um the the controllers. Oh, okay. I would want They look so like for pizza me, slices. For me, it's like a weird When I hold a Joy-Con and we've talked about this before, I got I got big hands. It's 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 difficult to get used to. You can do it, but it Made not for not our highest-rated controller yes. of last episode. Um, so what I would be looking for what would be a crazy game changer for me is make it. You know, if you want someone that's because it's targeting people who primarily play on console but also want to play on the go. That's what it is. So they should make it feel more like a controller. So they'll come off and they're kind of they'll kind of come out oblong. Yeah, whatnot. They do connect to like. Like how the Nintendo Switch has that dog controller, which I call the dog controller. It's a cheap plastic thing they give you when you buy a console. The alien, the UFO does have that as well. It's just different. What I'm saying though different. is you should have um, have it to where the handles are actually on the controllers themselves. You don't have to place it on something else to play it. You could free hold it like you're holding like one side of an Xbox controller, for example. Something that grips mm-hmm. that you can actually get your hand around. Instead of something flat that you're just kind of like, eh. yeah, you know, or like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can see. I want to grip something where it's like a rounder yeah. sort of shape, something that forms to your hand better. Yeah, because yeah. that's I, the real, the real draw of how that unfortunately doesn't work so well. Is it connecting on? Oh, that was another thing. Because um, I was trying to remember what this is. On there. It it sna- uh, snaps in a uh, place. So like there's like more of a snap into it, not like a slide, like a click click. It it more of like kind of clicks, like it kind of snaps into it, is what they kept saying. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hear really audio whenever videos were being talked about in the UFO, but uh, yeah. I mean, you would have to essentially design the controller with this like grippy thing to be able to be pulled off, slid into other accessories with those things so you would be able to not have accessories which is not bad i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying it eliminates this whole like you know how with the the switch the switch is able to do these weird games that allow you to do like like what's that we the not we fit but the action one where you like put the band on your leg yeah and then you then you have like the the weird tire thing you you can't do those games because the accessories would have to they can't just slide in. I guess you maybe, could theoretically. Maybe they could because, I mean, shit. I mean, look, we we fucking build spaceships. We can't build a fucking good controller. Hey, <laughs> my Ethernet cable still gets wrapped around itself, and I I always say they put a man on the moon, but I can't make a goddamn Ethernet cable that doesn't wrap around itself. Um, Gotta get a braided one. <laughs> maybe that might be it. <laughs> That's like seventy dollars for how length that would want. Hey man, just telling you. No, that's, they exist. They're down, just, they're just a little expensive. Speaking of price, what do you think this thing would be if it was released today? Uh, I mean, if it were released today, probably just 
three hundred. You would say you could you would say this would be a three hundred dollar console. Yeah, I mean they're not releasing any exclusives on it. They don't make games. True. Um, they're just all the services already exist. They they're not having to do anything. All they're doing is building a piece of hardware that can run it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Fair enough. Whereas Nintendo had to build all their shit from scratch, their own operating system. They have to release all these party games that you're only going to get through there. So, I mean, why price it higher than the Switch? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would be... It's not their operating I system. Think, I think in a perfect world, I would think that this thing would come out at $300. I think if it launched today with the fact that it is running Windows 10, they're going to market it as, hey, you can actually use this as a PC, quote-unquote, asterisk mark. I think it's probably going to go for fifty or five hundred dollars. I would say that if they have it to where you can dock it and hook it up to the display, you can. You, you can, can do that. Yes. Okay. It just goes all through USB C. I could see why they would like how they could market it that way, but um, I would not. That's a fucking rip off. <laughs> there you go. There you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's going to be it. Comment section below what you guys think about the Alienware UFO and how you think Nintendo is going to respond to this. Uh, as far as we know, there isn't really much uh, that is been said but there is the rumor that we possibly might get an upgraded switch th- later this year sooner than we were going to get who knows uh but we talked about that last year too and that was a big rumor meal as well but we're gonna move on to the second topic all right wow okay. next topic that was an exit that was an exit we are going to talk about the pt awards that's right our annual pt awards um it is the it is 2020 now that is how it is, according to my calendar. I don't know if you run on some Gregorian mountain people calendar. Wow. <laughs> but- um, that was very specific. Uh, no, uh, uh, my, my calendar has a, a Doberman on it right now. So, I mean, yeah, that's my girlfriend likes dogs. All right, let's get into it. Um, last year, we introduced a couple different... Uh, stuff a couple different awards that were coming out at that stuff and uh we decided to add two more awards to the list uh i don't know if we're gonna keep adding awards but so far it's kind of worked out and it you know it's kind of a fun thing uh but we're gonna start off with the pt plays award this award is given to the video that you guys uh watched the most of all of the videos that we came out with last year and that video goes to Special class surprise, Pokemon Academy Life Part 14, which is the last episode of that. You guys actually enjoyed that series, which I actually enjoyed the series too. It was kind of weird going back to that game, a dating sim about Pokemon characters, if they were in that thing. It's a unique concept. It also kind of went into like the deep underground when... um, Nintendo was shutting down all of those like fan-made games. They still do it, which is a disgrace, because there at the time there was like a fan-made Metroid game, and it was doing really well. A lot of people loved it, um, and then it got taken down. You got a cease and desist, huh? It did. Uh, Nintendo was. They don't fuck around. You don't do that. You don't do that to Nintendo. Um, and so they win that. Congratulations to the Pokemon Life Academy for uh, winning that. To you guys, I don't know if you'll ever see this video. Um, <clears throat> PT video of the year goes to 
Google Stadia hands-on. You were in this video along with Nate, who's sitting over there. Uh, this <laughs> video is the most popular video that we have ever created for Primal Target. It has over a thousand views, which uh, and comments out the wazoo. It is. They did not like me. It is crazy <laughs> of how well this video did. Thanks to PAX for allowing. Allow, yeah. I mean, we they don't let us go there. Like we we pay to go there, um, but. It is. They allow uh, us to buy our way in. <laughs> it is very true. It is our home convention, so we are able to uh, do things like that. But yeah, nevertheless, uh, Google Stadia was our our one of the videos that we did, a first impressions video. Um, the Predator video also did very well, just not as good as this one. Uh, but what do you got to say about that? What, how do you feel? You're kind of accepting this award for this video. Because uh, you were in it, you were in oh, it. This is your, this is okay. kind of the video you did. I uh, edited I it, mean, but it was yeah. more or less your guys' yeah. video. So he was behind the camera. Um, yeah. So I mean, Google Stadia turned out to be a bust. So I mean, that kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's never played it, so I play it every once in a while. We'll talk about it again in another episode. We'll do that next month. That way, it gives you a month to play it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, dang it, man! You gotta play. They give you free games. <laughs> They give you like free games every month. Just get download one of those and test it out. All right. Anyway. Anyway, um, as for like the video, yeah, not like not one of our more traditional videos in terms of like setup. We were in like hotel and stuff. Um but uh yeah, I was I thought it was pretty fair, but I mean I got lots of hate, which is totally fine. You I were appreciate... one sided, but yes, it is we did I open do, up the doors. I, I do <laughs> I do appreciate the comments nonetheless, because they were constructive. Mm -hmm. They were very constructive disagreeing comments, which I actually do like. Um but yeah, I, I did pretty much shit on it, but it also ended up being true. So I mean, hey. <laughs> More or less. Well again, we'll discuss this. I, got later. The last I, laugh. I won't I disagree with you. But we'll talk about that in another part. Um, but yes, so I, I, the thing about the Google Stadia video that uh, you, you were saying that a lot, you know some people they commented on the audio and things like that, and we we've we've changed ways of how we've done this, and we, again we've done this three times of how we do the production. We've got a better camera now. Uh, Sense packs. Uh, we were shooting on a uh, Canon T3i, and now we have the uh, Sony AX53. So we have a 4K camera that is recording this episode of BitKate. Um, so things are going to be a little different. We're going to have multiple cameras, and we have yeah. different things that can shoot 1080p now as opposed to the, the T3i. I think and barely I'll be adding a HD. new camera to our roster this yeah, year. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> so... <laughs> um and then audio equipment i think we're gonna go back to uh free audio where it's just like Lapels. the lapel microphones yeah. and stuff we tried the 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 h2n was what we used and it just it works it just doesn't do exactly the job that it needs to be done right. um not but the, it is a great microphone it's not great it's for not our purposes yeah we yeah. used it the packs before and that's why we thought that maybe we could do it in this one it just didn't work out um as well it just kind of was didn't, the setup was a little bit shoddy than we did last year, uh, but we'll try to do better this year. We will. But that's 100 the thing. That's better. the thing is, you guys help us be better, and that's mainly why I think this video uh, it, it sparked a lot of stuff, and it was shared on other yeah. platforms uh, as well as the uh, the the Predator uh, video also was shared on other websites and domains, and you guys helped out and said stuff and gave shout outs to the people that gave us shout outs. So 
the the ecosystem of Primal Target was very much grown last year. We hit a hundred subscribers. That was a major thing that we did. Uh, and I I don't know really. I never thought we could hit a hundred subscribers. And I know there's plenty of road ahead. Uh, we didn't make a hundred subscriber video because we were kind of fluctuating at that point in time. But now we've kind of hit 102 at this current moment, and hopefully we'll grow. Um, but I think that the the Google Stadia video really did draw more attention to us, and uh, we're gonna try and do more tech heavy stuff. And uh, when PAX rolls around and try, if there's things like that, obviously the new consoles are coming out this year, so we yeah. might be do we, that that will probably be featured more here on Bitcade. So. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to be doing, but I think that uh, even when you were giving your criticisms and your concerns to what Stadia had, I think there were fair points and enough to start the conversation, clearly. And, you know, that that's mainly what we try to do here with BitKate episodes is start a conversation. You guys continue it in the comment section. We read them. and we Every single one. And we comment. We try to comment them, or at least you get a little heart next to your comment. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing. But uh, so yeah, PT video of the year, the Google Stadia hands-on uh, first impressions video. The next category is Happy Accident Award. This goes to games <laughs> that we played that we didn't ever play, but we're very happy that we did. Uh, Ashton, why don't you say which one you had chose of last year that came out? Uh, or not so, came out last year, but so a you game that played. we didn't expect that we would play, but we ended up playing and loved it. Yes, that yeah. is the. The uh, Happy Accident Award. Mine was Apex. Apex Legends. Yes. Go ahead and tell me why uh, you chose that. The reason I chose that was, uh, for one, I mean, there was no warning for that game. They, there was nothing, no rumors or anything. And uh, it just was released one day, and they promoted a bunch of streamers to go. They paid a bunch of streamers to go play it and promote it, and then everybody downloaded it. I was pretty burnt out on BRs already. I'd already been on the Fortnite slash PUBG grind. I was like, okay, this shit is like boring now. Apex came out, and I'm like, okay, this is actually pretty different, and I have not dropped it since. Uh, it's been almost a full year now. It comes a full year in February 14th, I think. I think it was Valentine's Day when it came out. Sometime, I think. Yeah. Some early or spring. 11th. I think it was early spring. It was, it was definitely or, February. Or before. Okay, so before spring. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely February. Um, And, uh, you know, it's they haven't had the most content updates, but, uh, you know, it, they've managed to hold my interest as my main game, and that's even after playing Modern Warfare and all that other stuff. So, um, yeah, I didn't expect to play it as much as I have. So Okay. Uh, mine was Saved by the Bell. Uh, series Saved by the Bell. This game was too honestly too good for what I thought it was going to be. It is on iOS. I literally, it was a spur of the moment of, I'm going to play, I, I just want to see if there's any, like, choose-your-own-adventure things. Because I love choose-your-own-adventure sort of games. Obviously, that's not what they're called. They're, like, action-something weird title. But you know what it is. Uh, the Telltale games, I love those. Uh, Wolf Among Us, uh, The Walking Dead, uh, Back to the Future, even. Like, those ones, those weird ones that were kind of on the brink of when they were starting to get good. So I was like... I wonder if there's any on iOS. There's a lot of dating sim garbage that kind of lurk <laughs> in there. Uh, series also makes a game called Episodes. Episodes is more of their like original ideas, and then Series is more of like universal properties. Uh, there's so Saved by the Bell is one of them. I think NCIS is another one, and then uh, The Breakfast Club is another one. 
there's a lot of different ones in that app that you can download. But anyway, Saved by the Bell, I played that thing all the way through so much. I like that th- so much. I spent actual money to buy episodes to continue playing. And I also spent money on microtransactions with, of the gems, which you guys saw in the series. Uh, that series will be coming back sometime soon. The hard drive that the last part of the, the whole uh, PT plays had died. And uh, I'm now editing those, getting them all back. And uh, they will be coming out sometime soon. But So stay tuned to that. Saved by the Bell is not gone. I did finish it. It's coming back. So stay tuned about that. But the... It, it, I, the writing is so good. The choice decisions are really well. It really does feel like you are in Saved by the Bell and it, like you are talking to Zach Morris or Jesse Spano or uh, Kelly Kapowski or all these other characters. And I I think it's really good. I, If you like those types of games, I think it's worth giving a shot and maybe choosing some choices I did not choose. There is a season two. And if you if you get those other videos some more love to those which they did get some love if you give them a lot of love i'll go back and play season two sometime soon uh but we do have a schedule that we've kind of made so it will be like a secondary thing but stay tuned if you really do like that but yeah say by the bell was my uh my happy accident of last year the happy accident award that i am giving to that the Brown Star Award. Ah, so this, go ahead and explain this category. Brown Star. It is the garbage game of the year. The the most disappointing game of the year. Chocolate Star is also code for asshole. <laughs> chocolate um, Starfish. Yep. Yes. So the Chocolate Star Award. Um, yeah, there was a, there was a few hiccups um, this year. You know, we could go over a couple of them. And, what would uh, you What would you give the Brown Star Award to? Who would I give it to just right off the bat? Yeah. Anthem. Oh, that's a, that's what I chose. I thought you were going to give it to a different one. You want to just no, give I it to No, I thought we were just going to agree on one. Oh, I mean, I we agree. can. We can. It's okay. definitely Anthem. Right. The other one that was uh, kind of not great yeah. was uh, that FedEx simulator, Death Stranding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. I'm not. Uh, you're going to give the Brown Star Award to Death Stranding? No. I'm not. Okay. I'm giving it to Anthem. Okay. I'm just saying the only other game that you, popular you, game that it would have contested with would have been that. Okay. Because it was hyped up to be something but that's that it not wasn't. The, that's not the award you're giving. Well, no. it wasn't really like hyped at all. It's I mean, it was dry. hyped. It just wasn't said to what it actually was. The only was. thing good about it is the story. Nevertheless, the one that gets the award is Anthem. There's only one selection of this one. Uh, the Brown Star Award goes to Anthem. I actually did buy this game. And I actually did spend eighty dollars on this game because I thought that I was giving EA the benefit of the doubt that the roadmap <laughs> that they had, the road logically the roadmap that they had made sense. And he can't talk because he didn't buy the game. Yes, I so refused. The thing about it watch. is the game is really good. Mechanically, the game is good. The story is pretty good because I almost to the point where I thought the story was better than Destiny's story by a long shot because you got the choices semi choices but nevertheless the voice acting was way better than the garbage that destiny threw at me the first time um fair the problem was the meat to the bone didn't exist uh the characters when it came to battling like the enemies weren't great they were pretty one-dimensional 
there was so much potential to Anthem to destroying what Destiny had tr- had done that if they just didn't do it. They it was like such a tee shot that they could have clipped this thing out about 600 yards, but they shanked it far left <laughs> and it went way off course. Uh, so much so they have scrapped what they were doing. They are trying to go back and redo and fix all of what they did. Uh, but they're not, uh, it, you know, it's at this point too little too late. I thought at a point that it was going to be, cause after the first month and a half or so, it lost its luster. It's cool. You get to be this, like you can be this ninja person that has this like ninja Iron Man or tank Iron Man or Iron Man. <laughs> like that's really where it all kind of plays into. Uh, you have these jetpacks, you fly around. Uh, I thought that was a really cool concept that you get to fly around to all these locations while destiny kind of just has you more jetpacking to places. And you know, at bursts while this is more of a, get fuel you do need fuel to like power your rockets and stuff or cool down your system you can uh, not fuel it, it it gets overheated your your jets and stuff uh it's to me reminded me of warframe i think if this game came out at the same sort of price tag as warframe aka free and gave me all of these microtransactions that warframe does that makes it not it's a free to play i think it could have been really really good uh, but unfortunately, it sat behind a sixty dollar to eighty dollar price tag, and and it just a bunch of microtransactions. Uh, more or not less not pay to win, but all cosmetic. More, but that's the thing. All the good looking stuff in the game. But that's my thing. If it came out for free, like Warframe, and did exact because Warframe does this too. It has cosmetic stuff right. and things like that. It it would have did it, but I think it was aiming to try and take down Destiny, which unfortunately, it was doing a lot when it didn't have that yet uh destiny had what how long has destiny been out eight six to eight years no something like that something really long at least six years at least five years um and uh and i think that them trying to attempt to just jump right to that spot kind of like a dc marvel sort of thing like they were trying to get everything all at one time and it kind of overshot where they were trying to go and fans already shat on it because they hate EA just in general. And with that, it really hurts the game, no matter how good Bioware tried to make that game. I think it's a good game. I don't think it's crap. I don't think it's terrible. I think it's good. But it is a huge disappointment. And for that, it is my Brown Star Award of last year. I have since don't have that game anymore. I returned it in a very like my <laughs> balls in a bag sort of situation of I'm done. Just get this away from me. I don't want it anymore. And I returned it. And now I think you can get it at target for like $8. So when it yeah, goes on sale, it's um, yeah, it just fell short on a lot of things, uh, especially content. Um, and they're supposed to be releasing update 2.0 to completely overhaul and make the game playable, um, well replayable, I guess. Um, but there's no release date on that that I could find. So I guess we'll see what happens. They they did say that Anthem was going to be a 10 year plan thing, like a like a franchise. So and since um, then they've scrapped that whole idea. So so it's um I I. My initial thoughts when I was seeing everybody get hyped up for it, I was just like, I don't know, man. It seems too good to be true. And 
unfortunately, I was right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to bigger and better things, let's talk about game of the year. Uh, what would you recommend for game of the year? Who do you want to nominate? Or who game do you want to say game of the year was? Game of the to? year, The Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds, and I'm going to say that as well. The Outer Worlds is our game of the year. I think it's very well-deserved of a game that I... This kind of almost became my... What was it? The the Happy Accident Award. But I also kind of was looking forward to this game anyway. And uh, as soon as they announced it at E3, I think uh, 2018, I was like... Oh, I'm getting this game. Yeah. This is the game. He was all about it. As, um, soon, as soon as he saw it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever E3 it was at, either 2018 or 19, I was immediately like, this is the game. I, I want to play this game. It looks awesome. It's space. It's an RPG game. It is everything that I like. It Because, like we have talked about, and I, I've since then have even talked with coworkers of mine that love the Fallout and Elder Scrolls series, I have said... I'm on the hype now. I don't I I miss playing Outer Worlds and to me when a game does that it like I feel like that's a game of the year contender right there. Like I I liked the characters, I liked the story I was on. There are hilarious moments which it's very hard for games to do funny moments. Yeah. So it was pretty good. The, did the you roll credits game. on it? Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, um I, I don't want to spoil endings, but I was just curious if you rolled. Yeah, I, I definitely like, rolled credits. Okay. Um, yeah, I I like the the fact that the game had multiple endings because of the amount of choices you had. Uh, your ending could be completely different than somebody else's, um, and they there was always humor in there. And your each companion that you choose to have with you will react to a different um, in a different dialogue than another one would. Because they have their own views and like political views and like views of the world, so they talk, they represent themselves instead of just going along with your story. They yeah, have some a mind disembodied husk that yeah. only interacts with you if you talk to them. Right. Yeah. So they they actually make them seem like they actually do think for themselves. They are their own people. They're not just serving you. They yeah. they have their own thoughts. Yeah. So it's. It's who, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Who did you uh play with the most? Uh definitely Felix and Sam. Sam, you chose Sam. Yeah. The robot. Yes. Okay. He's overpowered as okay. shit. I know. I I know he can and he's also very uh fast to upgrade too. So there's that yeah, as well. Yeah, he's uh he's super quick. Um I used him for like my extra support and extra like skills in science and stuff, I think. And then I used Felix Solely because of his Showtime move, where he drop kicks. <laughs> oh yeah, he tr yeah. Uh, wh wh who did you play the least? Who did I play the least? Uh, probably that blonde medic chick. Oh okay. Yeah, because she was just kind of boring. Okay, I actually played with her the most. Uh, I played her the most, and uh, I was for a long time. I did have uh Pavardi in my group, but then I kind of switched her out with the other like the Naoka? The, yeah the purple haired yeah. chick yeah I, I put her in my party eventually because she's more of a heavy she, hitter yeah, she's definitely heavy hitter. and especially if you put on if you give her like a machine gun or like that big turret thing and you get her her like the most of it her special is like ridiculous because yeah. she just like it rapid fires that's her whole thing um i ne the least played would be sam 
because I didn't have him in really? my party at all, ever. I didn't have him at all because I eventually forgot about him. And then oh, the, no. the character listing of the characters that I didn't use was uh, the priest guy. I didn't put I, I didn't put him in there. The guy you meet after you meet Provardi. Yeah, I, I played with each of them just to see because I wanted to see all their yeah. stuff. Yeah, I did all their stories. Yeah. I, I did all the missions, but, but that's why Sam technically, because he doesn't have a mission. So, like... He just wants to mop shit kinda, up, man. Yeah, I've, I, you can't even talk to him, really. He's mopping bitches up left and right. Um, But, yeah, so I the the... In Felix, I guess I didn't have him. His, I did have his Felix dialogue is so good in all the all the cutscenes. Oh, okay. Oh my god. There's there's mo. I guess I was playing more on a serious factor. So when I had Pavardi and the medic uh, gal, well, she's not really. Yeah, she's a doctor. The doctor. When I had her in there, they contradicted each other, and so there were moments of if a situation happened, especially towards the end of the game, when stuff starts really hitting the fan you can ask both of them their perspectives and they'll give you both two different sides of the story because one will say like, well, we're in it for the money, right? Like that's what we are. We're pirates. And then the other one, and then Pavardi would give more of the like, well, you know, how could it affect the universe? How could it affect the, the, the rest of the planets and stuff? So there's like this different flip of the coin, which I kind of liked. And so that's why I would pair them up every once in a while. But more often than not, I would have the medic with me because I liked... She gave me kind of a Jack vibe that was from, like, Mass Effect 2, which is one of my favorite characters in that game. So I felt like there was kind of that where if I kept pestering her about her past, that she would eventually release information, which eventually she did. And that was kind of where it ended up. Man. But... Yeah, that's uh Yeah, Felix is always just like, yo, fuck the corporation. Yeah. And Sam was like, let's kill everybody. I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> yeah, there's moments of like Yeah, and the other thing that I really like is Obsidian made it so that those characters, no matter what you did, they agreed with you. Like that's kind of the whole premise. There's not one that's going to be like, well, I don't want to work with you anymore because you chose to do this thing. They they'll express that they're disappointed in what you chose, but they're not going to leave. So they still see you as the leader. Yeah. So. Which is also weird that you can tell them to go kick rocks any moment in that game. You could go say like, go fuck off out of here. You don't, I don't want you on the ship anymore. I don't know why that's an option, but they, I wonder if they that's an achievement. I, w I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I didn't do it either. I kept every single character that I could find. I yeah. think there's they're all just chilling. Every time you get on <laughs> the ship, it is like, well, Naoka is drunk again. Yeah. Surprise. Oh, Ada, <laughs> Ada, the, is yeah. that Ada? Yeah. Yeah. She's the AI. So I think there's like seven characters. My feet are clammy. <laughs> that was that sound. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, I think there is like, I think there's only the characters that I saw, yeah. which was um, the Medic, Pavardi, the Naoka, Felix, the Priest guy, and Sam. Yep, that's seven. So, yeah, there's seven choices. You can only choose two at a time. Or no, it's six. Six. Ada, technically, but she's not with you all the time. No. I did like her personality, too. I liked her as the Ada. So I'm hoping that uh, for the next gen that Microsoft will let Obsidian make a Outer yeah, Worlds 2. give them two. the resources to make it really fucking pretty. <laughs> yeah, because uh, playing this game and them being independent, I'm like, 
Yeah, dude, was, sign me up. I will play this game. That again. was a double A production, guys. So yeah. that with the yeah. little resources they had, they made a phenomenal game. Now, yeah. it was, it did have a game breaking bug for a lot of people, which is why it actually didn't get game early of the year. on. Early on, it did. Early on, for the it first, has been fixed for the first month. Yes. So yeah, um, it's been fixed now. Um, so that's that was a big factor why it didn't actually get the real game of the year for. Um, the the Golden Game Award or whatever the Golden Game Awards <laughs> Golden the Game Globes. Awards the Game Awards yeah the Game it Awards was nominated for that but yeah they didn't do that yeah um but yeah from us it is getting Game of the Year so that is our Game of the Year hundred percent uh do you have like a run up a runner up a runner up yeah uh, mine would Resident be Resident Evil Two yeah, yeah mine is Resident Evil Two I I think that game looked astounding it came out in January and it was my game of the year for most of the year until Outer Worlds came game out game was gorgeous and yeah. uh no bugs no not uh, many game breaking ones anyway so i didn't have any bugs very clean experience my only thing was is that like how i was saying with outer worlds when i was finished i felt like i wanted more when i finished resident evil 2 there is more to that game after leon cuz you go back uh, and you can play the other stories, but because there's like a whole bunch of DLC stuff that came out. Hmm. But the thing is, is I didn't really have that pull. I will go back eventually and go finish that game. Not probably as a PT plays, but as just like my own personal. But uh, yeah, that was the, after I played as Leon. I was like, I think I got the story here. I think I'm good. Even though I know there's more to the stories, there's all the things and stuff. But yeah, so don't don't at me on that. But I. With Outer Worlds, I was like, I felt very satisfied, and also I can't wait to see what Obsidian does next. Yeah, but in that also thing, I also can't wait to see what RE3 looks like because RE3 was announced since then, and that's supposed to be coming out like in the next couple months. So it's gonna be really cool. Uh, so that's game of the year. The next and final thing is the PT Hall of Fame. We every single year, uh, the panel of Bitcade will induct a video game into the Primal Target Hall of Fame. Uh, one game, the only crit- the only thing about it is it has to be five years or older. So it can't be like something that just came out last you know last year. It has to be something that came out five years ago. And um, that's mainly it. I know there's been other rules, but I can't kind of think of them right now. So Yeah, it's basically think- got to be something that holds up to like today, like yeah. still enjoyable today. And also that really impacted you as a gamer. So as it, in your story, last year I inducted Halo. I gave my little spiel of why I think Halo deserved to be in there. Halo Combat Evolved. You inducted Sonic. So we'll go ahead. What was your thing? From last year's? Yes. Sonic Adventure 2. Battle. Battle. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if there's it's a the difference. GameCube version, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, and then we, he gave his little spiel on why that is. So, without further ado, your inductee in the class of 2019, what would you induct into the PT Hall of Fame? As for this year, I'm going to switch it up and go with Super Mario Galaxy. Um, the reason I chose that is because uh, that is the last Mario game that I actually played a shit ton of, and I could not get enough of it. Um yeah, it just the soundtrack itself was awesome, and it was a way like it was crazy change of pace because you're literally going through like different galaxies and stuff, uh, and you're in space and you're doing all this shit, and it's not all about that bitch Peach, you know. You got Rosalina in there, oh, you know. So I mean, that introduced that whole thing, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was really cool, and the gameplay was a lot of fun. Uh, your power ups changed. Uh, that was one of the first Mario games that had 
where you have uh, so many different costumes you can pick up, and they all have their own unique abilities. So uh, it was a game changer, and uh, it did come out on the Wii, and uh, not a lot of games played really well on the Wii or even warranted the need for a Wii. This one, you know, it was it was playable, and you could play. The, the funny thing is, the two player, the second person was just a little cursor on the screen that was had a, it was basically a star, uh-huh. and it was a cursor, and you go around, and you collect all the. So all did the, you give that to bits. Nathan? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, it was a lot of fun. Um, I would like to see. I never played the second one. Yeah, I was grounded all the time. So you know, I didn't have the lunch money to get that. No, no, okay. I didn't get lunch money. I was poor. Oh, I had a peanut butter sandwich. Okay, <laughs> this took a dark turn. <laughs> but your inductee is uh is Super Mario Galaxy. Yes, on the Nintendo yes. Wii. The Wii. Well, mine is uh is Pokemon Yellow version. Uh, this game got me into video games i think mainly uh it's the game that i always talk about um when i think of the first time i really was like focusing on video games um like i remember playing my game boy color my purple game boy color on my spare bedroom in idaho the bed and i was like playing that with my worm light Um, yeah and my my dad uh, always played that game with me as well. He uh, he would actually beat the game and then give it back to me when I was a kid. And then I would go, "Oh man, cool! I got all these all these Pokemon and stuff." And then I would eventually start going, "Well, well, now I kind of want to give it a shot." And then restart the game. And then I would play it until you know probably about the SSN because that's kind of a hard thing for a four year old. To figure out because you have to go and get the ticket and then go there and all that stuff, but the uh, and then he, my dad would do it again. He'd beat it, beat the Elite Four like three or four times, give the game back to me, and then I would again do the same thing, and it would just be this rotating process. Um, I was really into Pokemon. I still I still love Pokemon. I think that those games and the franchise that it's become since 1994 is crazy. Uh, the I never thought that a game that I grew up with would ever become like this iconic thing. Pikachu has become like a household name. People know what it is or people recognize him as a Pokemon. And the the fact that I've been able to show my brother those games has really kind of been this connecting thing. And we've collected Pokemon cards together. And it really did spawn off of playing Pokemon and watching the anime that was on uh, probably at the time. It may have been on Cartoon Network or it may have been on Kids WB. I can't remember who had the licensing at that time. And I can't remember if one had the has always had it more than the other. Uh, but the, the fact that Pokemon has stuck with me, it's my thing. Like, I, I, I feel like it's that thing that... Uh, like Legend of Zelda fans have with Link and Zelda and that franchise. I don't have that connection. I don't care about those characters. It's never really been an urge to go on to this thing. It is, but the, I think my love for like, I don't, I wouldn't say love for animals because 
you know, I don't know too much about like animal facts and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't get zoo books as a kid. So, <laughs> but my thing is, I, I do like the fact of you taking care of this animal and you're going on this adventure. And as a kid, which as a kid is cool, like you're getting to go off and be in this adventure and work together as a team and strategize and what you need to do. Uh, so yeah, as a JRPG, which games that I don't normally play, <laughs> it's really fun and very unique that multiple people have tried to attempt to copy, but no one has ever taken over. Yeah. Uh, I know that yellow is kind of the anime version of blue and red or green and red, but that was also kind of the thing that I liked about it is that Pikachu followed you around and there's no other game that happened to do that until like... I don't know, five or six games later. So, yeah, it's really cool. I think that Pokemon Yellow, to me, is my Hall of Fame class of 2019. You game. know, my, my dad did. Um, I would play it on my yellow Game Boy Color. Oh, yeah, the yellow uh, one. I, had a purple I, I played Pokemon Red, though. Okay. And uh, my dad had the old, uh, just fucking brick of the a game the silver Game Boy. Okay. The Game Boy. Yeah, Not the, the color, a Game Boy. Yes, okay. a Game Boy. So he would play on that one because you like sturdy it was yeah and he'd be playing like pokemon. Throw through a window <laughs> i think he was playing like pokemon silver or something i don't remember but he he gave me an eevee and he said if it dies you're grounded <laughs> and i was like how do you know that it'll, it'll tell me oh, that you okay. let it die and then you're gonna be grounded because i really love that eevee and i was like Okay, and I never used it. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Uh, I'm not getting grounded for your ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, to this day, I still play Pokemon games. I, I have Shield. I've, let's see, I've, I've got, I eventually did get red and yellow, or red and blue, um, just secondhand and years later after those games came out. Uh, I had Silver and Crystal, and then, um,. I'm not going to go in any particular order because I can't remember. I had fire. No, I had leaf green. And then I also had yeah, sapphire. Yeah, not available in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. I had sapphire version. I had Pokemon white. And then. That was about where I dropped off. Soul silver. Uh, I'm going to miss a couple here. but And Did then I had sun. Oh, yeah. And I had uh, X. So. Yeah, that was that was around the time I stopped watching the anime. Yeah, it, it's gotten a little different uh, because <clears throat> it's all well now it's all like almost chibi, almost. It, that, it's like very yeah, it's in the they made them look way different. I I think there's a Sword and Shield series that's coming, and I think it looks exactly how it originally looked like. I don't remember. I think I've heard that it's supposed to look look man. Back Ash to has green way. eyes. Why they make them blue? It's fucked up. Nah, I don't know. Motherfuckers wearing contacts. The guy's also been ten for the last <laughs> twenty years, so. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much it I, for for the awards. So, uh, yeah, game of the year goes to Outer Worlds. Hall of Fame games are. What did you nominate? Oh yeah, it was Super Mario Galaxy. There we go. Yep. And mine Pokemon is Yellow. Pokemon Yellow. And uh, yeah, that's gonna wrap that one up. Comment section below what your game of the year was of 2019, and uh, we will check that out. We're moving on. To the third and final topic, which is game of the decade. We're going to do this differently. At the end of each episode, we are going to do a part dedicated to figuring out what is the game 
of the decade. That is 2010 to 2019. Explain to the people at home why we're choosing 2010. Well, our calendar is based off of Jesus being born, uh, which then would make it zero, hence how old he was when he was shoved through the vaginal canal. Of Mary? I've never heard the terminology of that, but yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so, yes, the year started as zero, and then, boom, yeah, here we are. Okay. So, it starts at 10. There okay. is a year zero, people. Relax. Okay. With that out of the way, we are starting from 2010. Here's how things are working. Before the episode starts, we'll pick a select couple of games that we will then discuss here as a part of the bit, then discuss which game deserves to be the game of that specific year. So in this episode, episode 33, we are going to be talking about the year of 2010 and what is the best game that came out in 2010. By the way, there are a lot a of good really good games that came out that year. Um, in no particular order, here are the games that we have selected to talk about today. Halo Reach came out uh, September 14th. Mass Effect 2 came out January 25th. Heavy Rain came out February 23rd. Fallout New Vegas came out October 19th. Skate 3 came out May 11th. And Red Dead Redemption came out May 18th. Those are some really good games. Yeah. <laughs> and especially since I have now played them since those games have come out. I didn't play them that year. Uh, but I've played most of those games at this point. Um, Ashton out of Curiosity... I'm going to just rapid fire them again. Halo Reach, played yes or no? Yes. Mass Effect 2? Yes. He Heavy Rain? No. Fallout New Vegas? No. Skate 3? Yes. And Red Dead Redemption? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> with that said, let's start with Fallout New Vegas and Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain I actually just recently played. It is now ported to the PlayStation 4. Those developers have made games since then, a.k.a. Detroit was their latest and greatest creation, and I think now... They're going to be making Dreams. I think that's the same. Uh, dreams. Uh, so Heavy Rain is a detective choose-your-own-adventure, quick-time-event-y sort of game. And uh, it's trying to figure out who the origami killer is. And your whole mission is to figure out who is this person killing all these children. And it also came out with one of the biggest memes in video games, which is Jason! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... There's like, yeah, you got him. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that came out of that game. It's very good. It's a very good story. Game-wise, not a lot of game going on. It's more of a movie you interact with. So I'm willing to secede Heavy Rain. Are we fair on that? Okay. Okay. The next one is Fallout New Vegas. Obsidian, uh, the game company that we were just talking about, we gave Game of the Year over to Outer Worlds. This is one of their games, Fallout New mm -hmm. Vegas. You did not play this game. Have you seen people play this game? Yeah, I've seen people play it. Okay. Um, I haven't seen some of the more iconic scenes, like the casinos and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I've seen like out in the wasteland. I mean, it's, it's basically like Fallout 3. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be better that features. sort of standalone. It's not DLC. It's bigger than a DLC. So we have to, we're, we, it's a full game but not at the layer to give it like a Fallout 4 name to it. Uh, so, yeah. But I did play a little bit of it as well. 
not a lot and because it hit that wall of I just it's not for me this is just this world it's cool it's really cool and I wish I really liked it it just wasn't for me like the Fallout games haven't but again now that I've played Outer Worlds I'm willing to go back and play one of those Fallout games so I'm willing to secede Fallout New Vegas that's as fair well. yeah. all right let's talk about Skate 3 Mm. EA's Skate 3, the last we ever saw of it, and then it went into this death limbo that is now foretold. <laughs> we saw it all coming. It was it was just eventually going to go away. Um, Skate 3, did you play Skate 3? Yeah, I played a lot of it. Yo, why don't you tell us a little about what Skate 3 was uh, for, the, for the kids so, that were born in the year of 2011? Well, so basically the Skate games, um, if you guys know what the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games are, um, it's not like that. Uh, you basically control your tricks with the sticks, um, so it's it's kind of more like a um, I wouldn't quite call it realistic, but I mean that's as close to realistic as you're gonna get with a skate game um, because the you skateboarding the, skateboarding game. yeah skateboarding game um, it's it's gonna come the closest to like because basically the sticks are your board you're controlling the board. It's kind of like that. a tech so deck, yeah. but you're using your thumb. Well, they wouldn't know what a tech deck is either. <laughs> that was before their time. Anyway, um, <laughs> see, so, see, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. There wasn't like a lot of uh, big pro skaters in there. Um, Rob Deerdeck was in that. Yeah, Rob Deerdeck was in it. Big Black was in that. Yeah, but that's that's pretty much it. If you tell you about my best friend. Oh, my <laughs> Rest in peace. Um <laughs> uh so i mean the game was actually a lot of fun they introduced hall of meat uh which is a really cool thing where you just take as much damage as you can and it'll yeah. show you which bones you broke yeah um and that is still like in the memes today i mean it's still relevant in meme culture and that's the thing is uh because this is an ea game and uh you had mentioned tony hawk which was activision's game Right. That was, so this was a uh, Activision EA sort of war, something that we're now turned into the uh, the first person shooter spectrum. But at a time, it was about skateboarding, which is weird. But that's it. It, it was kind of shooting at that time too. But this was also this. Yeah, this, this was, was a really skateboard now is really um, like it was in all the demos and like yeah. all the stores and everything. It was uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and there's all this rumor of for. Uh, what seems to be way too long now of Skate Four coming years, and yeah. uh, I don't think that's coming anytime soon. But who knows? E three. Well, if bitch, they need to get their so. shares up, they will. But <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> which I mean, after Jedi, they might not have to. So, um, all right. So, e, so Skate Three, Skate Three, pretty well. Yeah. It's still in there. It's still in contention. Let's head over to uh, let's head over to Mass Effect Two. Did you roll credits on Mass Effect? No, 2? I did not. Okay, I did. I played all three of them and beat all three of them. And carried all those characters through. I played on PC. Um, so what what do you what do you think of Mass Effect Two as of the stuff that you've played? I think it was a lot of fun. Um, I like I like all the decisions you get to make. Like there's the dialogue tree is pretty massive um, mm-hmm. in comparison to a lot of other RPGs. Um, I really did like the the graphics and the setting. You know, you get to kind of like choose. Um, like all these different places you can go. A lot of it's spent up in space. Um, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, you you can um, the decisions you make will affect the relationships you have with other characters. Um, and the gameplay was pretty solid. So, do you remember who you were trying to romance? No. Were you trying to romance the skin suit lady? I'm going with like how they look. 
She had like a not. She didn't have like a skin suit, but she had a suit. I went with the one that I that had the big nice old titties. Yeah. Okay. I I I, I didn't romant- pay attention to their names. Okay. Is that Mar- is that Miranda? Yeah, it's Miranda. Thick. <laughs> she's thick. Yeah, I didn't like Miranda because I thought she was everyone chooses Miranda because she's the sexy one. She's supposed to be the one that you oogle and ogle over and that you want to stick your thing in her thing and go go to town. But then you find out about her backstory, and I wasn't about that. <laughs> I didn't like her backstory. Um, Jack was actually the person I romanced. Who did who did you romance? God damn it, Nate. <laughs> you chose Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. Uh, I chose Jack because, like I said, to this day, it's the reason why in those RPG games, I will, if I find a character that isn't telling me all of the backstory, I'm like, oh, I got to know now. Like, I got to persist, and eventually you're going to tell me because that's what Jack does. Jack will not tell you anything unless you keep persisting her, and eventually she will reveal that she was like, this space pirate and she had a boyfriend and her boyfriend like gave her life and he thought she'll never love again and this whole thing and so like her actual like love scene is just her being with you that's like her connection as opposed to everyone else is just you're just plowing going to town (laughs) but uh yeah most people choose miranda uh yeah mass effect 2 was a great story i think it's the best mass effect of the trilogy and uh, just because the first one's a lot of RPG stuff, the two really gets like the gameplay and the RPG mix really well. And then three is more of like the story's good, um, but I definitely think it leans more towards like mechanical stuff. I don't know. It. I definitely. I think I like two more, even though Ashley's not into. Well, she's technically into, but Ashley was the one I chose for one and three. But she leaves because she hates you. So anyway, uh, what a bitch! A lot of people do think that she is. She, they all, a lot of people think she's racist too. But again, one of those characters, you can change their mind. So I'm just telling you. Um, next one is Halo Reach. Halo yeah. Reach came out this the that that year as well in 2010. Also, just recently got added to the Master Chief Collection uh, for some reason. <laughs> now it's just called the. They should just rename it now. They should just call it the Halo Collection. Yeah, because Master Chief isn't that one. Yeah, unless. Yeah, he's not in it, so that's yeah. But uh, you can wear his armor in multiplayer. That's true. He's also in like the background in one of the scenes. But what would you? Now I never finished Reach. I will admit that I did. What do you? You got to sell this one. What do you? What, what's going on? Why is Reach? Why should Reach be the defining game of 2010? Uh, well, because it was an untold story of shit that wasn't just. You're not following the same war. You're getting a break from the ongoing Master Chief story. Uh, these this Noble Six team. It's six fucking Spartans that are. They have their own weird attributes and way different armor styles. They stick out. Mm-hmm. You look at the cover art, it's pretty amazing. Well, some of those characters actually got brought into Gears 5 yeah. recently for multiplayer. So. Yeah, and Halo 5 for their armor skins as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're pretty iconic, and they've stayed with the community for a long time. That game did have the most customization in any Halo game uh, to date. That's Halo 5 included, because Halo 5, all of it is loot boxes, and a lot of it didn't get added to later, and a lot of their shit's trash. But um, Halo Reach, you can customize each individual shoulder armor piece your helmet your visor your chest piece um your kneecaps you can 
literally yeah, customize yourself yeah. like no no other just period no other customization's been better in Halo Five and uh, in Halo in general Reach yeah yeah and Halo Reach has Halo the, Reach has is the best um, Forge was also crazy overhauled that was the biggest jump in Forge that they ever did. Uh, they added Forge World, which was basically this giant map that had mountains and stuff on it that you could forge anything you want. Custom games really came alive. Multiplayer was really solid. First Halo with Sprint, even though it was a perk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was a weird button, too. Yeah, it was, it? Left, it was like bumper. left bumper. Yeah. Left bumper. Was you had jetpacks. Uh, you had a roll that you could do if you were an elite. Um, you had to play as elites, so that's cool. That was the last game that yeah, did that. Yeah, was the last one, yeah. Um, yeah. It was um, it was a good time for Halo. It was a good time for Halo. A lot of people were torn on it because it played too much like Call of Duty or whatever. That was like the big argument back in the day. Uh, now sprinting is just a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it also won an award for its movement. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it uh, for best uh, movement in a game in terms of uh, running hmm. and animation. So it won that award. Um, I remember that. Uh, they were known for their sprinting mechanic, how the Spartans looked when they ran. So really, really cool, really innovative game. Uh, definitely one of the top contenders for me. Okay. And yeah. multiplayer was solid as fuck. Yeah, I, I only ever played a couple hours of it. Um, never really got into Reach. I I appreciated it, cause, but I wasn't really into Halo at the time. I was still kind of... St- well, that's a lie, too. Multiplayer Halo 3 was like the game I played a lot. Right. Uh, but Call of Duty was starting to get on the scene, starting to get its popularity rising up because it was just every year it was getting more and more yeah. popular. So, uh, and at that time it was really popular. So, yeah, because it was 10th grade. 10th grade was 2010. I so. would recommend that you play through it. It is a tragic story. I, I know, and I know kind of the, uh, the ending to that as well. Think of like Gears of War tragic. Yeah. Uh, the last game that we recommended here was Red Dead Redemption, or oh, we put on man. the docket was Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. That came out that year. Also, Undead Nightmare came out later in the year, which was even a it was also a really good expansion. Uh, also, Episodes of Liberty City for GTA 4 came out that year as well, uh, but that does not count because it's... Well, it does kind of count, but it's DLC, so we didn't put it on the list. Yeah. Because uh, Ballad of Gay Tony was a really good DLC. To, my, to this date... Still one of my best, one of my favorite DLCs ever in gaming. But nonetheless, Red Dead Redemption came out in 2010, and uh, wow. yeah, that what was a, what a freaking game. That was a blockbuster hit right there, 100. The percent The thing about Red Dead is, as soon as it, it, it was that moment, is that moment that we talked about in Outer Worlds that I, I I was trying to hit on was it made me want more. It made me like spaghetti westerns. I started watching spaghetti westerns after I beat Red Dead because I wanted I didn't want to leave the world. I, I I liked it so much. Even at the the ending of what you get to see what John Marston does. Uh yeah. and then just last year, nine years later <laughs> or no. Sorry, twenty eighteen was when Red Dead Redemption two came out. So eight years later, Red Dead comes out. Red Dead Redemption two, eight years separated between each other man and the uh, graphics were so good on it especially for its era oh yeah my it's a little God. now hard to look at now but it, it does run uh xbox one x enhanced uh on if you if you do have an x yeah uh i can't say we can't say that anymore if you have a one x uh you you can get the uh one x enhanced of that so you can play in 4k and whatnot but 
yeah, it is uh, it is really cool to see that that game when it came out. It was very I took a chance on it, like because that was the time when you you, you still kind of just talked around the schoolyard. You didn't really go on the forums. They talked about it on G four. I don't know if G four. When did G four end? Twenty two thousand and eleven. It doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> Rip G four, man. But the thing is, is like you, my gaming source was G four, and the fact that now it was kind of going away. It's or it was either gone or going away. The motion of Finding new games was literally going at the store and seeing, though the game looks cool. That looks cool. Like seeing the little game trailer at Game Crazy or that was at Hollywood Video or going to Blockbuster. I don't know if they play game trailers or GameStop or things like that and seeing that. And you're like, whoa, that's a cowboy game. I don't know about cowboy games. And because uh, it's very unique. There's not very many cowboy games that are good. Um, so, yeah, I think Red Dead yeah. Redemption was really good at the time. Yeah, it still a, is. I played it recently, uh, a couple of years ago. It's a really, really good sequel um, to Red Dead Revolver, uh, yeah. which was from the PS2 era. And that it, shit oh, I do have that. Lucky. I have that too. Graphics are terrible, but it was such a good game. Really good story. Really good story. Boss battles, which actually did not make a return into the Redemption series, which I'm kind of upset about. But. Um, yeah, uh, Red Dead Redemption. I spent a lot of lot of time on that game uh free roam it was one of the first games that i actually played consistently in free roam you know gta 4 had it um you can just roam around the entire world with with your friends and random people red dead redemption is the first one where i actually got into it and also like hit max rank got my zebra donkey i was good to go you know you want to get all the characters unlocked the story was amazing uh for its time its graphics were amazing dude it was setting a new standard and it did so yeah. um yeah beautiful game beautiful scores um really really good game yeah i mean even you know under nightmare is not added onto this and it can't really be added to this but the a standalone sort of dlc was something that rockstar was kind of the only ones that were doing it at the time so when they did this whole thing of where you can get these like the the horsemen of all of like of the apocalypse. Like you can get all the horses from the apocalypse, uh, and you can also get a unicorn. And you can go on this <laughs> mission of like of Sasquatch, which was always an Easter egg in GTA, uh, up to four, and then uh, GTA Five eventually did go back to that Easter egg that was always the rumored thing. You go in the woods at this specific time, you'll find Sasquatch. He's not in those games except in Red Dead and in in that. But it turns out, I don't want to spoil the ending of that thing if you ever do play the DLC, even though it's like a long time ago. But I do implore you to go play Undead Nightmare if you get a chance, is the <laughs> you get to find out why <laughs> there aren't that many Sasquatch around. So it's it was really good it was a really good game and the story was something that i constantly played i i played that game from beginning to end in very like not very long it, it's kind of like la noir to me which is another rockstar game when i love a game so much i will not put it down i will play it from beginning to end especially at that time because i was a kid so obviously whatever game i got is what i got for 
a pretty long time until birthday or Christmas happened. And unfortunate for me, my birthday's in March and Christmas is in December. So <laughs> there's like a very big gap and also a very short one. So uh, the that game just really is really good. And the, the ending scenes to that game add a motion that a lot of games can't do very well. And it just does it so well. The characters, John Marston was a cool, badass cowboy. Yeah. That you just went on this magical adventure in the Wild West. And uh, it was really well, 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 well written. Well written. I was taking the R and switching it with W for whatever reason. A bit of dyslexia reason. happening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think it comes down to this. I think we're going to pick three games from this list, okay? And then I think we you, just need two based off the amount that we talked on this I know, last two. But this is what we're gonna do. You pick three games. Okay. And I'm gonna pick three games. And then we're gonna narrow that down to see if we matched up on stuff. Okay. All right. Reach, skate three, red dead. I'm gonna go Mass Effect, Red Dead, Heavy Rain. And I think that answers it. I red think Red dead. dead Redemption is the game of twenty ten. Of this journey now. Now the next steps to what is going to happen next. Red Dead Redemption does win our 2010 selection, the iconic game of that year. The rest of the episodes that are going to come out the next couple of months, we're going to take that third topic and we're going to dedicate it to this part. So next episode, episode 34, we will talk about 2011 and pick the game that we think is the best game of 2011. When all these games are picked... 10 games up to 2019, we will take them and we will condense that down into who is the game of the decade. Now, Make guys, sense? remember, a lot of these games are going to be cheap because they are old or yeah. they'll be on Game Pass. Yes. So if you need to get cultured, you need people to tell you to play these games, play them, man. Play all the games we just said. All yeah. those games are amazingly fun games. I think Skate 3, well, it was for a really long time. It was on Game Pass. I don't know if it's still there. I think it's backwards compatible. So I think you can play, you can get game, uh, that. Mass Effect series, those are all available on Xbox uh, and on Origin because they're all available on Steam and stuff. Um, what else is there? I don't think there's really any of... Halo Reach is now available in the Master Chief Collection. Yeah. Uh, Fallout New Vegas is a part of Game Pass because all the... I think majority of the fallout games maybe i might be misquoting there fallout new vegas is available wherever you can get it it's pretty wide available um heavy rain is only on playstation but there is a ps4 remake i did play that it is amazing and it does look very very good so these games are all available they're all amazing games i think it's well worth it. like you were saying they're cheap go play them do it do it now that will be it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap things up. If you guys want to put your favorite game of 2010 down in the uh, comments, not description, in the comments, feel free to do so. But this has been Bitcade. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me at Ryan Amore on all social media. You can follow him. Ashton underscore Stom on Twitter. And you can check out the random video that will be popping up at the end card here uh hit the subscribe button and uh make sure you check out the links in the description below where you can check out mixer.com slash primal target where this gentleman me uh will be live streaming wednesdays to fridays on the normal regular schedule Evenings, but yeah. maybe you know if he gets a little frisky sometimes he goes a little bit but you know how you can figure out when he's gonna be streaming how can they figure that out oh twitter dude yeah twitter twitter dude at primal underscore target Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's down in the description. You can just give it a little click, follow. You know. Yeah. We post other shit on there too. Please hit subscribe wherever you are listening to this. If you're listening on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and tap the bell button to get notified when videos get uploaded. Sometimes YouTube gets all jumbled and our videos don't pop up on your feed. So algorithm does not like us. Yes. So please hit the bell button because I had that problem a little while ago on my mobile device. So maybe it's it does happen. Swear. Uh, but also, uh, if you are listening to the audio version of this over on iTunes or on Podbean or wherever you are getting this, please hit subscribe and also review. If you give us the five stars or wherever the rating is, it helps us. It actually puts us in the feeds of other people and they will get to do it. So it's kind of like you just tap the four to five stars or whatever you want to rate us and it will then put us in theirs without you doing anything other than just tapping stars. It's pretty easy, pretty simple. Nothing else that you gotta do. Boop, boop. Done. Algorithm begins. Uh, and that's gonna be it. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys in the next Bitcade. Bye. Bye.